Today's guest is Dr. Anthony DePontes, who is a homeopathic physician in South Africa and offering international consultations online. He also has qualifications in functional medicine, acupuncture, and several other natural health modalities. Dr. Anthony specializes in thyroid dysfunction, and I know today's episode will be a shining light for our listeners who suffer with their thyroid. You can download Dr. Anthony's free Hashimoto's ebook and also book a consultation at www.drdepontes.com. That's D-R-D-E-P-O-N-T-E-S dot com. Thanks for listening. Welcome to the Homeopathy Hangout, where we discuss all things homeopathy from around the world. And now my mum and your host, Eugenie Kruger. Hello, homies, and a very warm welcome to Homeopathy Hangout. Today, we get to hang out with fellow South African Anthony DePontes, all the way from Nelspruit. Welcome, Anthony. Good morning. Well, I say fellow South African. I don't know what I am these days, South African, Kiwi, Australian. I'm a little bit confused about my identity. <laughs> well, you know, that's so easy because everything's gone global with the internet, especially with the podcasts, etc. So just by your accent, we're going to um, hone you down to where you are, Eugenie. <laughs> Excellent. Well, Anthony, I have had several people ask me to get you on the show because you are a thyroid expert. And holy moly, it seems like there's been an explosion of thyroid stuff. I have so much in my clinic as well, so I cannot wait to delve into it with you today. But first, before we get into the nitty gritty, how were you first introduced to homeopathy? Oh, that's almost like genetic, I'd say. Ever since I can remember, I wanted to do something natural. Let me say maybe I had a, I didn't like the drugs and the pharmaceuticals. And I was a bit of a, what do I call it, like that hippie over the top when I was young. So it was a bit extreme. It's calmed down now. I see the benefit <laughs> of both. But I'm in the homeopathic field and the natural field. And I reckon that's the way to go, especially since COVID. Mm. My business has just gone crazy. It's great. And of course, being in South Africa, it's something uh, homeopathy is much more accepted over there. And your training over there is pretty intense. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Just about what homeopathy is like over there? It's still very throttled by the powers that be, but it's very, if I could say official, it's five years of training before you can do it. You get the status of a doctor and you can send for labs, et cetera, like that. So that is quite nice. But if you see the way the medical ads are set up, they're not favored towards a homeopath. Everything is favored towards medical. But, you know, there is a drive for people. They want to start knowing the truth about their health. So it is a good place to be in now, I believe. Mm, mm. Or maybe and it's just because I've got a bit more experience. And that's why I'm saying that. But it's good. <laughs> it's good. Well, you've got plenty of experience because you have so much training. I was actually going to get you on towards the end of last year, but you were just busy finishing off an acupuncture qualification. So can you tell us a little bit about all the other different modalities that you do as well? Because there's a lot. Right. Yeah. So I like ozone therapy. It just makes so much sense. It's so cheap. And the effect that it has on people, it just rebalances the metabolism, your oxygenation use, anti-aging, and basically, you know, they talk about chronic disease and inflammation being the start of it. So ozone therapy just takes out that inflammation and your body's able to respond so much better. So it's a good overall treatment to get that vital force that us homeopaths talk about up and running in a really good way. Also look at colonic irrigations. I've got a, a colon clinic. Homeopathy is obviously a, a big part. That's a part that binds everything together. And now acupuncture 
I was joking with my wife because she says, why are you doing that? You know, um, this online consulting is the way to go. I said to her, yes, you're looking at it from that perspective, but it's making me a better doctor so I can offer better insight to the patients because as important as it is at finding the remedy, and I find that like homeopaths are like really focused in on finding that remedy. It's not just finding the remedy. You've got to understand the patient. You've got to understand the disease process. And this acupuncture has just opened up another line for me, especially with all the toxicities we have today, the metal toxicities, the dental issues. So it's rounded me off really nicely. Mm, it's really great having, I think, that Eastern medicine knowledge as well. And there's actually a lot of homeopaths that have done traditional Chinese medicine or acupuncture or things like that. And they find that the two really complement each other because that Eastern philosophy actually can tie in really nicely with homeopathy and can help you understand the patient on a deeper level. So you having that training in addition to everything else is actually quite amazing. Absolutely. Yes. It's great. And it's just, as you say, it's meshed in, in a really balanced way. Mm. Well, I'm currently doing the master practitioner course through CHE with Hilary Dorian, and she started out as acupuncturist 40 years ago. And actually part of this training is that she's teaching us some TCM type things in the background. For example, she talks about the role of the liver in menstrual disease. Yes. And it's like, oh, that's interesting. We didn't learn that in homeopathy school. So actually getting like as a homeopath now, when I'm going to be seeing a client with menstrual issues, I'm going to be looking, oh, what's their liver like? Whereas I never would have done that before. So it's really exciting that you have, yeah, this holistic knowledge that's um, going to be helping. But that's clients. exactly what I'm talking about. When I said it makes you a better practitioner, you can look at everything. And I'm not saying that homeopathy doesn't uh, cater to that, but you're able to hone in on, on the issues much quicker and the results are just so much quicker also. Yeah. And acupuncture has been around for thousands of years. Homeopathy has been around for 200 years. So, you know, they've got a few things they can teach us. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> now, Anthony, you specialize in thyroid conditions, which I just think is so fabulous because holy moly, it's everywhere. It's just absolutely everywhere. So I'm really interested firstly to find out what first got you interested in thyroid conditions. I think it was set in the stars. You know, it was a woman. And I know thyroid <laughs> is mostly a woman. It's always a woman. It's always a woman. And uh, the Lord says, he'll give you a, a good help, mate. And so that woman is my wife. And uh, she suffered from Hashimoto's. At that stage, that was like what, 10, 15 years ago. I didn't even know what Hashimoto's was. I couldn't spell it. I knew a little bit about thyroid and that was it. So when she was diagnosed with this, it was like, oh, okay. I don't know much about that. So I had to upskill. I did a functional medicine degree and that that helped a lot. That sorted out the, I hate not knowing, Eugenie. I've got to know, otherwise I'll feel like I'm letting the patient down. Or so. I love studying. Now, I've got this information with the thyroid and the Hashimoto's and start thinking, homeopathy, here we go. We're just going to sort it out, chop, chop. Didn't happen like that. And now I'm a bit defeated. But here's the beauty of it. I was able to study my wife in an environment that you wouldn't study a normal patient. I could do things to her, give her remedies, different remedies, maybe a bit out of the ordinary. And then I call her my lab rat, affectionately <laughs> because I was being able to check her out in these unusual ways. And what I started to notice is you have the hypothyroid and the Hashimoto's and we treat it as we've been taught to treat it. And the results were fair, but she would vacillate. I'm good, I'm bad. I'm good, I'm bad. 
And in homeopathy, we talk about the never well, never been well since. Mm. Okay. So she had something happen to her. Her sister was tragically, she committed suicide. Mm. And since then, they've never been well since, right? Mm. And so you're confident you're going to give the typical remedies for that. And again, still vacillated a bit. And maybe it's a bit difficult, more difficult to treat your wife. The results were pretty average, but I thought I was doing really well until we entered into the mega homeopathy. And that was just the trigger and it changed everything. And I think I've got a bit of a knack to be able, and I suppose every good homeopath has or should have this knack to be able to, I call it going up above and having this eagle eye view, Mm. this bird's eye view of the case of the patient. And so you can put all the pieces together. So I think I've got a really good knack for that. And I love the emotional side. And what occurred to me with the homeopathy, you do the all the usual suspects of causation. So is it a, a hormonal issue? Did they take contraceptive medication? Is it a viral issue? The typical aspect is Epstein-Barr virus, the mononucleosis that they've had for years and years, and they don't link it to the thyroid. Mm. What else would you look at? Heavy metal toxicities. That is an insidious thing that is so out of control today. Just deficiencies, poor nutrition. Mm. Okay, so you've got to get that up. So I thought I was really smart doing all that. And yes, admittedly, they did improve, but there was always this vacillation. They wouldn't be cured of it. And at a stage, I was like, yeah, okay, the literature says that you can't cure it. Well, I think I did a pretty good job, et cetera, you know. But something happened, one of those aha moments. I was delving into the emotional aspects a lot and I was helping this patient and we got really deep into the deep causative aspect of her emotions and again it happened. She had this huge trauma and her body shut down, okay? So if we look at it this way, you can always see what is happening in the body physically to emotional and emotional to physically, by the symptoms. Your body is the most amazing organism on this planet, but we just don't read it properly or we go down the wrong roads and the body is in survival mode. So many people today are in survival mode. So the person's in front of you and they think they've got a pretty good life and they are doing well, but actually half of them is cut off. They're emotionally numb or this type of thing. Mm. So getting back to this patient, I had that aha moment with this emotion and we went down that rabbit hole, some mega potency homeopathy and wow, all the shackles came off. And it was a process, I think a three-month process, but this woman was like a totally different woman. And that's where it started. I was looking more and more into this and then I started to develop I call it the hashish personality. It's my language. But I started to notice, and homeopathy would call it the personality types of the remedies. Mm. But I find that if you've got Hashimoto's, you've got this this need for perfectionism. Mm. Everything needs to be perfect. You don't want to let people down. That's besides the typical symptoms of you might have anxiety, fatigue, these type of things. So I'm talking more about the way they react and respond. And so I've built this thing up and then I've tried to explain it through what I call psychoneuroimmunology. That is a branch of medicine, so really fancy words, but psycho meaning the psychology or the emotions, okay? Then the neuro is the neurology or the nervous system. 
and then the immunology is the immune system. So there is a download from the psycho, so from how you are affected. So if I use my lab rat as the example, she had that shock of her sister dying, how it affected her psychology. That gets downloaded into the nervous system, which then affects the immune system. The immune system is affected. You get the body goes haywire and it doesn't know how to respond normally, and you get this Hashimoto's. So then I'm saying, let us reverse that. Okay. So now we're dealing with the psycho again with the megapotency homeopathy. And I do a lot of, I don't want to say counseling because in my mind, to a degree, counseling may be good, but it's just rehashing the old problem. Okay. So a lot of women have sexual abuse or sexual molestation that has been buried so you know if i'm talking to you about it I say, oh, so tell me about it and how did it feel it brings up these terrible emotions they don't like it they don't want to do it and okay maybe you'd say yes but they've been able to release something maybe so but next week or next month they're sitting with the same thing so it's just a washing machine going round and round and we're not getting somewhere we're dragging it out so step in a modality called emotion code developed by dr bradley nelson well that was also a game changer it takes that trapped emotion that trauma and just removes it from the body in a snap and all these years of trauma that has been you know causing that psychoneuroimmunological aspect is released these people come alive in another way to explain it if you're in survival mode you are in you're using half your energy or half your abilities there, but you think, well, this is life, this is normal. So you're opening this up. So these people are starting to be able to get their passion back, get their desires back. If I use an example, I'm in a dead-end job, but I have to be like that because I have to earn the money because I've got a family to support. And well, that's my lot in life. And you're kind of okay with it because you're numbed off to yourself. I mean, another way to look at it is when you speak to a child, so what do you want to be? And they go, I want to be a fireman or I want to be a, you know, that type of thing. Or I'm going to make so much money or I'm going to do this. All those dreams. And that kind of gets squashed as you grow up or should we say, as you are exposed to the reality of life. And that being squashed has to affect your emotional and your physical and it's really easy for me to explain how in the physical it is affected. Your adrenal glands are there to support you and keep that survival mechanism going and to keep you alive and functioning optimally. But when your adrenal glands get exhausted, okay, your body shuts down. Or when you have that stress, your body shuts down. Cortisol levels go up. And this is a big problem for Hashi sufferers. And if I just, if you would ask me the question, okay, what is Hashimoto's? Mm. I'd start off with, well, let's just talk about what is hypothyroidism, okay? And I'm going to try and talk in a, a layperson's perspective. So my thyroid is malfunctioning. It's a low function. Thyroid's got to do with the metabolism. So it upregulates your metabolism. And I feel excited and moving, and I've got that going with me. Someone who is hypothyroid, they talk slowly. They pick up weight. They have a tendency to be depressed constipated like that and the traditional treatments for this is not curative at all oh okay you need to go into a thyroid hormone okay that's great that might help your symptoms and are feeling better but you're not going to reach the optimum because as your body changes sometimes it needs more sometimes it needs less but you're being given a static dose all the time 
So the treatment modalities there are very inferior and the testing is even worse. Ladies struggle with this for 10, 15 years before hopefully the light goes on and they will try a different therapy, a homeopathy, a naturopathy, whatever they're going to try. But that's 15 years lost. That's 15 years going, what I would say, round and round in circles Mm. in survival mode, trying to survive. So now let's say you've got some hypothyroid symptoms and now you have that, what I call that shock, okay? Mm. My lab rat, her sister passed tragically. A lot of people have that from when they're young with a sexual molestation or something, whatever that trauma is, okay? Maybe they've lost a business. Maybe they've been destitute. Maybe they've just got a fear that pulls in that survival mechanism. Mm. And then your body goes rogue. I call it haywire. So the immune system does the wrong thing. Mm. I, I like to use this example. Don't turn the cameras off and don't, don't leave me out in the cold here. So I'm going to act like a crazy person. Now. So <laughs> I've been semi-normal now. But all of a sudden, Eugenia, I start doing this to myself. I'm yeah. punching myself in the head. So what do you think? This guy's crazy. Okay, <laughs> No normal person would do that. Hmm. And that's absolutely true. Now, if we take that back to Hashimoto's, they are a normal person. And when the immune system goes haywire, they start attacking themselves. Hmm. The This part that I'm doing, right? Now... You're crazy. Why are you doing it? The body doesn't know that. The body, if you look at it from a physiological perspective, they call it molecular mimicry. Mm. The body misinterprets the thyroid for gluten. Okay? Molecular mimicry. Well, gluten there, and it tries to digest that gluten protein, mm. i.e. it's trying to digest the thyroid. Well, that's not beneficial for us because our thyroid production is being reduced. And then you get the hypothyroid symptoms and the autoimmunity continues. And if it continues for too long, well, now you're not going to have enough substrate in the thyroid gland to produce your thyroid hormones. So it's very important that you get that autoimmunity to be quelled, to be crushed. But the symptomatology and the manifestation of why that thyroid autoimmunity is occurring is because you're going haywire. Mm. Right? Why is that? You've had that stress. You've had that trauma. You're not being supported. Maybe you've got a deficiency in a, in a selenium or iodine or whatever it is. Your cortisol levels are through the roof because you've got the stress. And well, you say, I'm going to go to the doctor. I'm going to go and get my levothyroxine or my euthyrox, whatever that T4 is that they give most people. That's not looking at that issue. You might have taken your contraceptive pill for 20 years. You know, you're talking about the liver and the TCM. What has that done to your liver? Mm. Oh, no, most of my patients say, I've stopped my contraceptives 20 years ago. Mm. It's still affected the liver. You've got that negative feedback mechanism that hasn't kicked in. That also happens with the kidneys and the adrenal glands with the cortisol. Your body is not regulating. So it's pushing out more cortisol than it should. I'm insomniac. I can't sleep. Oh, just take a sleeping pill. Mm. You're not getting to the root cause of the issue. You're chasing your tail continually. So my approach is really to look at the causes of issues. And so I was saying, I'm doing this and I'm getting good results, but I'm not punching it. I'm not getting to the root cause. Why is that? So it's this emotional component. Mm. Using that megapotency homeopathy Mm. changed things. And also as I'm interacting with these patients, 
we develop a bond, a professional relationship where they feel like they can start to really trust me, you know? So let's say I've known you for a year or two. I say, oh, you know, Eugenie, you're a good acquaintance. You're a lovely person too. But if I've known you for 10 years and we've shared deep things, when you are vulnerable, you might say, well, listen, I can trust Eugenie. We've, we've walked a long road. Mm. So I'm building this with the patients at the same time. Because remember, when they go through a healing crisis, mm. they're already doing this to themselves. They're already crazy from that perspective. Mm. Who are they going to trust? Mm. We build this relationship. They can trust me. So when I say, listen, and I'm telling them to go um, east when everybody's saying go west, they will trust me with that. Mm. And so we build it on and on and on. There are a lot of environmental issues that you need to look at. Maybe you want to call it lifestyle issues. Mm. Today, okay, you are in uh, New Zealand. Theoretically, you should be Perth. getting a lot of sun, but <laughs> most of us, sorry, Australia is in Australia. Yeah, no, I'm in Perth. No. Yeah, we've got just, we haven't okay. had rain this whole year and we're in February now. So <laughs> I haven't had any rain for two okay. months. Again, lots of that. But yeah, the soils here are quite poor in selenium. Okay. And I, New Zealand soils are very poor in selenium as well. So I know that's a yeah. Well, in most places around the world, it's like it. But if you look at your EMF exposure, we yeah. expose the blue light from these screens. We're not outside. And, and we are in countries where there is a lot of sunlight and warmth. Just consider the countries where the latitudes are such that they don't see much sun. Mm. So the EMFs, the radiation, gun the thyroid. Mm. Okay. Now they haven't got enough iodine. So there's so many factors and so many lifestyle changes that you need to make. You can't be on your machine all day getting this blue light into your body. You need to get blue blocking glasses. You've got to reduce it. We've got to be exposed to the sun. Like my wife is helping me to get this business up and running. She was a teacher. She's given up teaching. Now she sits on her patio all day. Okay. She's undercover, but she's got exposure to the sun. So she can work on the computer. It's not going to affect her negatively. Mm. One of the other issues that I think so many of us now have is that we've got to bed late, 10, 11, 12 o'clock maybe. And what are we doing? We're on that dreaded Facebook. We are glued to it. We are enthralled by it. Okay. But what are we doing? We're getting that blue light toxicity into our eyes. It's raising our cortisol levels. Mm. That is totally counterproductive if you've got Hashimoto's. But I can't get out of it. Well, I don't believe that that's so bad. Come on, I'm enjoying myself on Facebook. So there's so much education that needs to be done. And it's a, I know it's a slow process, but what keeps me going is you get those aha moments where you turn people's lives around. And that's not only with hashies. That's just with your patients. When you see those things happen, that spurs me to continue going and continue researching and homeopathy and helping people in this way. It's my life. It's not, yes, I earn my living like this, but that's not the reason that I do it. I, I do it for that, and I call it that dopamine rush. That yeah, you get it is. Hey, when you get that in. email yeah, saying, yeah. <laughs> my 20 yes. years of eczema is gone or my psoriasis Absolutely. is gone. Or yes. I've been able to cry for the first time in however many years. Or, you know, I've been able to quit my job. I got the confidence after getting this mega potency homeopathy and my fear of where the money <laughs> yes. has come from is gone. And now I've got to go pursue my true passion. So, yeah, that's why we do this. Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. That's the drive. Yeah. 
Mm. Actually, I saw the blue Jill's book behind you, getting back on track with megapotency homeopathy. And it was such an honor to interview her last year, shortly after her 80th birthday. And her episode has been released on the show. And that really set me on the path now of exploring the megapotencies as well. And I also feel like for me, that's been a missing link in my practice. So I've been doing that maybe only the last two or three months or so. I'm still pretty new to it to the mega potencies, but I'm having a lot of fun with it, including my husband is my guinea pig. So, <laughs> so right. he's had a few, um, cause he's had some really badass insect bites over the year. Actually about a week after I met him 15 years ago, he was bitten by a spider and it got so badly infected and he's had so many tick bites. He's had beasts, so many bee stings, so many mosquito bites. So he's been on mega potency of leadum, a CM, and he's had some really interesting things come up and I learned it's great when you get to live with them and get to actually get this yes. back on a daily basis and I've been testing out remedies on him and he's really great because he's really honest he'll give me honest feedback and say no that didn't really help or that did help yes it's great that you found the mega potency remedies as well what sort of other things do you use to oh actually something else I wanted to touch on because you said about all the different things that can affect the thyroid but it's also interesting that obviously the thyroid represents our ability to be able to express ourselves and our emotions and what it is can you maybe talk a little bit about that Okay, so remember I said this body is a, can I call it like a double adapter? It can talk to anything and it expresses everything. The problem is we need to know what it's saying, mm. right? And we can do that by, homeopaths do that by looking at symptoms. So the physical symptoms, and you can say that physical symptoms are indicative of obviously physical things, but also emotional symptoms. So if you look at Herring's law of cure, you see how does cure happen? It happens from within out, from a... It's a more important organ to a less important organ, that story. So if we're going to take a physical symptom and you're going to link it to an emotional component, and you can take an emotional component and link it to a physical component. So let's try and dissect the thyroid and see what, what it's got to do with. So your thyroid is an endocrine gland. It sits in your throat area. So the throat or the neck is the bridge between the body and the head, the emotions and the physical, so to speak. The thyroid is obviously directed or works on metabolism. That's what the layperson would say. They'll say, oh, it's such a slow metabolism. I just look at that food and I put on weight. <laughs> or, you know, I've got a fast metabolism. I can eat what I want, that type of thing. So metabolizing things, and they can be metabolizing, like we say, energy, food, but metabolizing life, metabolizing your emotions, mm. this type of thing. So now we can, we can jump to the emotional aspect and we say, that they're not coping with it. It was a, it was an overload. Or they slow. They can't metabolize things. It takes them a long time to, to do this. Now, if you say this to someone, no, that's not true. They don't see that. The thyroid's got to do with your creativity and your expression. Where is it sitting? It's sitting in your neck, right around your voice box, your vocal. Talking about this creativity. So, you know, normally I would be very loud and say, Eugenie, this, Eugenie. Now, something's happened with my thyroid. I'm I'm meek, I'm mild, I'm like a like a mouse. Mm. So it changes your personality. You know, you might have been put down a lot. So you're not able to express your needs. We were talking about your passions and your desires. Oh, I always wanted to be a pilot or I wanted to be that fireman, but oh no, I was told you can't do that or that's not the right thing for a good person to do, or whatever the story is. You give up on your dream. This area closes up. Okay, that happens. We were talking about with the sexual molestation and abuse. It can be financial drama that you've had, relationship drama. 
you're not saying what you want. Oh, I'm scared to say something to Eugenie because it's going to offend her. I just keep quiet. And then what happens? It builds up inside. And I've got this inside because I can't express it. I don't know how to express it. Mm. And then remember, remember my thing when I was going like this? Mm. Okay. That anger, that frustration, going back to the liver, it affects the liver. All right. You've got this anger, this frustration. You, you can't get it out. And then you go, hey, why? And it can lead or exacerbate the autoimmunity. Mm-hmm. So there's all of these things that you have to take into play. And once you can get the person to start being able to express who they are, and it comes in little bite-sized pieces. Okay. Wow. I was able to tell the person that I actually I need to go now because I've got another appointment. Where before I wouldn't say that because they would think badly of me or you know what I mean? Just being able to get the person to express something that is, and I suppose it depends with different cultures, but being able just to do a regular thing, mm-hmm. but you feel so caged, so shackled because of this. So it's freeing the person up emotionally. And we work on it physically with, let me say, the traditional treatments, uh, regulating the thyroid, getting exercise, making sure that you've got enough selenium, the, those physiological aspects. Mm. So it definitely is a, it must be a complete protocol if you're going to get the cure. If you're just happy with, and this is what most people, this is the thing that frustrates me, but maybe it is just that they've been taught that way. They'll go to their doctor. Oh, okay. Yes. You're going to get your chronic medication mm. again. Okay. Thank you very much, doctor. And they're happy with it. You yeah, know what I mean? It's, it's strange. It's a different mentality. I always, I don't quite get how people are happy to be on blood pressure medication or cholesterol medication or thyroid medication for the rest of their life yes. when there's actually so many dietary things that you can do and so many incredible natural therapies that have been shown to help for hundreds of years that you could use. In yes, but they've been conditioned like that, you know? So that's why they fall into that hole. So when they, maybe they'll see this podcast or they'll get some other type of insight into it oh and then something will twig in their brain hey i'm a bit scared to look at that because i'm safe here with my euthyrox or my drug and then they rationalize it okay that's what always happens with thyroid they rationalize it okay because they don't go to the emotion the emotion's a scary place and they've shut off their survival so it's helping the person to get out of the rational mind and into the emotional mind to be able to fuel their desires and their passions amazing Now, I have been told to ask you this one, Anthony, by the lovely Bo Wilson, Mm -hmm. who is the student homeopath who works with me, and she's also a midwife, and she's been following you for a while, and she told me, Eugenie, please ask him about his experience using homeopathic autosanginous therapy. Now, I do not even know what that is. What is that, and what is she talking about? Okay. Autosanguinous therapy, sanguinous is blood. So if we look at blood, let's just let's try and take this back to thyroid. You've got to go for your blood test and they're going to determine your levels. Now the blood contains all the immune components of the body. You have your full blood count down, they'll tell you your monocytes, your leukocytes, your red blood cells. So what your blood is sensitive to, everything's in the blood. So autosanguinous therapy is using auto is like the same. So also in homeopathy, you've got that like, curing like. Mm. So we're taking the blood, which has got all the information of what your body is, doing what it's expressing now, and we're going to potentize that blood up, yeah. and we're going to give it back to you. So it's really good for allergies. So it's really good for immune function. 
So, so in homeopathic potency, or are you like spinning the blood and re-injecting yes. it, or are you potentizing the person's blood? Either is autosangonous therapy, but if we're talking homeopathy, we're talking about taking the blood out, potentizing it up, often mixing it with certain other remedies. Uh, heal remedies are, they've got protocols for that, mm. right? So you might use thyroidia comp with the blood and you potentize it up, and then you give that over a six-week course. So it's going to desensitize the immune system because remember Hashimoto's patient, the immune system has gone awry. This thing, they're attacking themselves. They're crazy. You know that story? Now, if we can down-regulate the immune system, get it back into its right mind, and the stimulation from the blood, in homeopathy, they talk about the Arnschultz law, where they talk about a low potency is stimulating, a medium potency is regulating, and a high potency is, is it reducing, something like that. It's way back I in the memory. I, yeah, 6X, 9X, 12, one regulates, one up and one That's down. It. But I don't, I've never used that. I just find any of them does what it's supposed to. My irk with that is that homeopathy is so smart. The primitive potencies know what they're supposed to do. Like, I don't, anyway. Yes. I'm sure that's from clinical experience that they found that is the case, but I just think homeopathy is a bit smarter yes. than that. It will balance I'm, I'm whatever 100%. Balance. I'm 100% with you. You know, if I can pull from some acupuncture experience and then we can collate it back to the homeopathy, when you talk about electroacupuncture, so that's applying electrons or electricity to the acupuncture points. Mm. And what does it do? So they've tested and they've seen the different frequencies will have different effects on the neurochemicals. Okay. Uh, okay, very good. Now, now they're getting clever. They call it a carrier frequency. So you put two frequencies in at once. And then they say, then the body chooses a frequency that it needs. And I think that is very similar to what you were trying to say now with the homeopathy. Uh, homeopathy is cleverer than that. So the body will choose which one it needs. Mm. So that is very true. So now I want to just share a quick little example with this autosanguinous therapy. Yeah. I don't use it. Often, uh, maybe I should use it more often, but I'll never forget this one case. This lady came in. She was, I think she was in her 30s or 40s, and she had eczema everywhere, itchy. So did the usual homeopathic thing, and I think I failed dismally. There wasn't much improvement. Now I'm getting desperate, okay? After she's been back three times and I'm not seeing much improvement, I'm feeling like the I'm in a hot seat. So I said, well, listen, let's try some autosanguinous therapy. So the thing she said, she, she got this eczema after she got married. Okay, so immediately to my mind comes Staphysagria. Mm. Anyway, you know, none of that worked. So we tried the autosanguinous therapy. I said, okay, six week course, come see me after that. She comes back, she says, mm, no different. <laughs> now I've got absolute panic inside. What am I going to do? I've, I feel like I've tried everything. I said to her, okay, just do it again. Second round, she came back another six weeks later, not an inch of eczema <laughs> anywhere. Oh, amazing. So, wow. So, yeah. If we look at eczema, eczema is an inflammatory response, the immune system overreacting, mm. and it's sorted out. So that is a, did you say that your path is bow? That, that yes. could be a really good option. And maybe she's just triggered me. Maybe I'll look at that. <laughs> I could do a bit more of that. <laughs> Local patients or they need to, would need to find a lab that can, can process it out. But that might be an option, especially in, in stubborn cases. And also now you're making me wonder, I wonder if you gave Staphysagrian a megapotency, were you aware of the megapotencies at that stage? No, ah. yeah, you're right. Yeah, no, I, I wasn't using the megapotency uh, thing. I no, do no. love, I love tricky cases. I have no issue with a client coming back, follow-up after follow-up, 
and saying that they don't have results because I believe it's almost like a karmic, like soul contract that we have with each other. I'm here to learn from them. They're here to learn from me and we help each other. And those are the cases that push you outside of your boundary to go and find some solutions for these people. If you're a practitioner that's open-minded enough to think about different ways that you can help people. But I know like certainly when you start out as a practitioner and people come back and they, you know, you haven't cured their 30 year chronic problem in the first consultation. Then it's like, Oh my gosh, yes. I haven't done it. But then you just kind of ease into it after a while. It's like, okay, let's see what's changed. What hasn't changed. You just kind of work your way Absolutely. You know, you've got different patients. You've got the patients that are like, well, I don't really, I don't think really homeopathy can work, but I'm so desperate. I've tried everything else. I'll try it, but I don't think it's going to work. That's where you've got the urgency. If you're working with patients that are fully into homeopathy and that's been their way of life, yeah, then you're set and they understand that it can take a bit of time or that, you know, you need a few sessions to get the right remedy. Then it's a Sunday afternoon and you can relax. (laughs) Now, Anthony, our listeners are extremely lucky because they do not have to travel all the way to Nelspruit in South Africa to come and see you. They can simply click on the Zoom button on their computer anywhere in the world and have a consultation with you and draw from your incredibly vast experience and very holistic knowledge on helping them with their thyroid and also other conditions. I know you do, you treat ADHD and all sorts of different things. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about how they can get hold of you and maybe what online consultation with you might look like? Okay. So I suppose the website, drdepontis.com, and you can go and click. I think there's a place there. Sorry, I'm. It'll be in the show notes. My wife well. runs That's that side of things. <laughs> yes. And then you can click on a consultation there. I would suggest they take the complete package, and the complete package is a, an initial follow up and a, a bioresonance test that helps me mm. to diagnose them a bit better. All the information is there on the website. And the reason I say that is most of the time, and I like chronic conditions, and I suppose if we're talking about thyroid here, you're going to be coming for a a few consultations before you're going to see changes. So that is the most cost-effective. It's a discounted rate for that. Mm. They've got to fill in an intake form. It's quite a lengthy form. And that helps me to get my bird's eye view of what's going down and helps me to have a look and see what avenue or what type of questions I need to ask. Then they send it back with a picture of their tongue and their eyes. So I look mm. into as much as possible doing some iridology because I'm not they I can't examine them, you know. Mm. So I've got to use whatever tools I have, um, iridology through the eyes and some Chinese tongue diagnosis. And do you do the bioresonance online as well? How do you? That's correct. Oh, really? From a wow. photo. Cool. That's done from a photo. Yes, and then. Then we take that and I'll probably spend between 30 and 45 minutes going through this intake form, seeing you know, what line of questioning am I going to ask? Where do I feel that the causation is? And then when they come online, now's my chance to get maybe more in depth or maybe they've left something out or I'm not sure of what that means. And we sort that out. And you know, I'm also trying to get a sense of who is this patient? What's making them tick? Mm. And to build a rapport I think that's very important. You're not just uh, passing by, well, this is the way I said. I'm not just a passing by. I really want to know what is going on with them. Mm. They might be coming for one illness, but actually the causation is totally different. Mm. So that is what I do. That The first consultation will take probably, I suppose it's an hour and a half in full, but actually we'll probably be online for 45 minutes to an hour. Mm. And then I go 
hopefully try and develop a good script for them. And I'll send it out to them, explaining them what they need to do, where they need to get their medications. They get them locally, but uh, an agreement with a, a pharmacy, wherever they are, it's an online pharmacy, online practitioner's pharmacy. So if they need supplementation or whatever, at the click of a button, it's delivered there. So I'm trying to be able to support them in a way that they can get the medication there. It's not a trace mesh, it's not difficult flows. Mm. Right. Amazing. And then we'll meet up in whatever time period I say we need to see them. Mm. Easy peasy. If we're talking about Hashimoto's, I tell them they can cure it. And actually, in my new, I've got a thyroid ebook where I have summarized my approach. And they can get a copy of this ebook by going on the website. And they can get to know more about themselves just by looking at these triggers that I put in front of them, what they need to do, the sunlight, the food that they need to eat, the thoughts that they need, you know, I plant seeds in the consultations. Mm. Okay. So I might ask you a question now that's got no relevance, but I'm planting a seed. And next week when you're driving in your car, you think, why did he ask me that? And then God or the universe just puts it in their mind wow, that is true, or that's what I need to look at. And then when we come to the next consultation, then I'll say, remember, I asked you that. And what do you think now? And so we're opening up the case continually. You know what I'm saying? Amazing. I love building that relationship with my clients. That's definitely one of the most fascinating, mm. most satisfying parts of my job that I love. Yes. Now, for any of the, our listeners who've just missed that part, Dr. Anthony has a Hashimoto's ebook, which you can go and find on his website, www.drdepontes.com. It'll be in the show notes. And if you're in for a real treat, Anthony is in our Facebook group, the Homeopathy Hangout Podcast Facebook group. So if after once this episode has gone live and you have any questions for Dr. Anthony, you can pop into the Homeopathy Hangout Podcast Facebook group and um, just tag him in there and ask him if you have any questions about this episode or how to book with him or anything like that, which is such a treat to have you in there. Thank you so much, Anthony. It's been lovely over the last couple of days to get to tag in a few posts and get to have a chat with you on there. So thank you for being part of our community as well. And thank you so much for sharing your knowledge with us today. I'm really excited for the listeners that have been struggling to find answers to their thyroid conditions, that they have this amazing resource that they can access anywhere in the world. So I hope people take this opportunity to book with you. And you are still taking on new clients, right? You haven't closed your books yet? A few spaces. I'm, uh, my wife is fighting with me. I'm like, I'm working <laughs> 11 o'clock at night. And, and you know, the bad thing about that is, you know, you, you have to live what you, you have to yes, practice gonna, what you preach. Yeah, practice, practice what you preach. preach. And at this stage, I'm struggling a bit, but I'm going to get there. It's you know, hard. I'm set I know. My boundaries. It's hard. It's hard mm. when you love what you yeah. do. It's hard when your hobby and your passion happens to be your work as well. And your it. it does make a trick. Absolutely. Well, it was wonderful to chat with you, Anthony. I hope we get to speak again really soon. Thank you so much. And thank you for all that you do. Uh, you've got so much spontaneity and this just seemed to flow. It wasn't all sticky. Thank you, Eugene. Oh, glad to hear that. Thank you. Yeah.